Hey, welcome to A Little Better. My name is Daniel, and I will not be your host uh, this week on the podcast. Uh, Drew is going to interview me because this past weekend, I got the opportunity to preach in part five on our series, Habits for Change, all about the pace of your life, rest, or as I called it, slowness, right? We all feel overwhelmed, stretched thin, too busy to do anything uh, that's next. But in this podcast episode, we're going to talk all about slowing down, figuring out, is it our calendar that's really the problem, or is there something else going on? Uh, And before we jump into the podcast this week, I want to give you three resources that if you're a bookworm uh, like me, you could dive into. And I'm going to rank these from most helpful, not to least helpful, but can be kind of more advanced or further study if you want to look at it like that. The first one is a super popular book this past year, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Uh, It talks about speed uh, and all those different things that influence our lives, the pace we live, and practices spiritually that you could dive into uh, that could help you with that. The other two uh, is The Deeply Formed Life by Rich Velotis, uh, and one of the chapters is on practicing a Sabbath, so that was super helpful for me prepping this message, and as well as The Sabbath by uh, Abraham Joshua Herschel, a Jewish writer who, it's a super philosophical book. It's only about 90 pages, but it will shatter your brain if you've never read anything uh, like it. Thanks so much for liking, commenting, and subscribing. We hope that you find these resources helpful as well as this conversation. Remember, our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit, do better so together we can be a little better. What's up, everybody? It's great to be with you. Welcome to A Little Better. You'll notice something a little different. Me and Daniel today. Right. So the dangerous duo, (laughs) that's what I'm calling us. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. And all right, Daniel, you brought the fire of rest this weekend. So um, I always hate when you say this to me, so I'm going to enjoy this. (laughs) Give me your sermon in 60 seconds. All right, here we go. Uh, I wanted everyone to feel stupid. (laughs) I'm just kidding. If you did not listen to the message, that's going to seem really mean, so you need to go listen to it. So uh, the, the big thing was, I, it was really divided in two parts. One was about the pace of our life, about how we feel our life is actually going. Um, and, you know, so- sociologists say everyone feels busy and, and know that. But to know that we're chasing purpose, but we're not doing it the right way. And how I wanted everyone to feel was unburdened, but challenged to really consider how they're living their life. And uh, it was almost, I wanted it to feel like a pressure release in the mm. series to say like, okay, if you did this practice, you would actually have space and the feeling in your life to actually implement the practices we covered thus far mm. of prayer, reading your Bible, fasting, sacrifice, community, uh, and the ones we're about to cover, which I won't spoil those. Um, but then to do is to, to consider your life, slow down, and then maybe for some, I would encourage this for everyone, is implement a day of stopping or Sabbathing, resting. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think, you know, you had me with Warren Buffett's, you know, busy is the, 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 the new stupid, right? Or I think that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, busy yeah. Is the new stupid. So I heard multiple people after the service say, yeah, I am stupid. Yeah. And in a good way, right? I've never heard somebody be like, yeah, I'm stupid. And it feels good. To, <laughs> feels to, good to, to finally say that. To, to understand it. So let me ask you this. I was thinking about this after your message. Why is busyness like our default? Why are we so busy? What, 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 what causes that? 
I mean, I think some of it is FOMO in the sense of the fear of missing out. And in our world of like, we've been marketed to death. Mm. Um, and everyone says, oh, you need this new thing or you need to go to this new place. Um, and our business may be linked to a goal, like finances, financial goal, a vacation goal, a career ladder up goal. But we're, we're really purpose-driven. And that's what I was trying to say on Sunday is we are really driven by purpose, mm. but we try to fill that purpose by filling our calendars. Oh, I got this next thing or, oh, I got to get this done. I need this new gym membership. Or, I need this membership. It's just like there's one thing on top of the next thing on top of the next thing. And then even in our leisure it doesn't even provide us the rest that we're actually looking for because mm. Netflix, oh, I got to watch all this TV or I, I got to s- scroll mindlessly through TikTok. And at the end of it, you're just left in the same boat of where you started. Uh, and what's funny, I didn't share this, but I, I don't do social media a lot anymore. I, I used to, I used to be on most social media apps and things like that, but um, I tried to kick them to the curb a couple of years ago. And then uh, it started with this. I, I I stopped using social media on my phone, but I just started the same amount of time I was on Amazon. Like, and no joke, that's literally what happened. Probably and cost so, you more, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just spending the same amount of time just online shopping, like looking at random things, and like it's like, wait a second, I'm addicted to my phone. I'm just distracted. I can't actually get any rest daily, much less weekly in my life. And so it's just one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and we're just. Yeah, that's how we live. Yeah, so when I when I listened to you on Sunday, I was I was thinking it's not even about like busyness is okay if yeah. you're busy with the right things. Yeah. So I would I, I think when it comes to busyness, we just choose the wrong busyness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because naturally, I'm I'm this way. When I have a hole in my calendar, one I fist bump, I celebrate. I'm like, yes, let's go. But I immediately fill it. Yeah, for sure. And I usually fill it with the wrong things, mm. right? The things that are going to drain me. And so you talked about rest. You talked yeah. about Sabbath. I think for many people, they want it. Yeah. They try it. So I think a lot of people are like, oh, man, I got to – I need to take a break. I'm stupid. I need to yeah. rest a little bit. My fear is that we have some misconceptions about yeah. what rest really is. And so people are going to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to – I'm going to put more naps in my calendar <laughs> or I'm going to, we're going to go on a vacation or what, yeah. whatever. And I want to talk about two different types of rest. Cause mm-hmm. I think we need two tips, types of rest. I think we need physical rest and yeah. spiritual rest. So talk to me about those two things. Let's start with physical. Yeah. So physical rest would be, I would equate it not even to, I think you need to get good sleep. You know, you, you need to get good sleep. Maybe taking a nap would be great for you, but for a lot of people, that's not even really possible, but you're so. I mean, I'm not a psychologist or a doctor by any means, but I am. It's okay. I, I can tell. I can tell you the way that I feel differently on my day off, day of stopping, even though I'm probably going um, about, you know, and I'm still active. Mm. Um, you know, if you listen to that list that I talked about on pleasure stacking of like all the things we actually do on our day of stopping, you may really press me and say, like, wait a second, that doesn't sound restful because mm. I talked about like going on bike rides, going on a walk, uh, going somewhere fun with our kids, like cooking a good meal, drinking good coffee. And you're like, wait a second, like you just listed a lot of things to do. And I'm like, mm. yeah, that's right. Because those are all the things that the one question we wrestle down is like, what brings you real soul filling joy? Yeah. And when I do those activities, when I do those things, and it's a full day, it's a great day. Um, I, I'm full, you yeah. know, I, I'm full and I'm happy versus like, 
like, okay, I got to drop the car off of the mechanic, and then I got to go uh, do these errands, and I got to go pick up my medicine. I, I got to get groceries, and then, oh, yeah, I got to work today, too. That's also, like, it's like all these other things, like, okay, do those things bring you soul-filling joy, make you more grateful to God? And we could make the argument that hopefully they would, you know, that if you can be attuned to God's presence, you know, pray without ceasing, do all these things like that, you then absolutely that those things have the potential not to bog you down mm. as much as they would somebody else. But the the physical rest is living your life in a in a rhythm. Yeah. Six days on, taking one day off where you're where you're with God's people, enjoying God's presence and um just living yeah. a blissful life. The the spiritual rest that you're talking we're talking about is a relationship with Christ. Yeah. Is coming to him. Who uh, there, there's so many ways the Bible is so interconnected from Old to New Testament, and um, there was just so many things that I couldn't bring out sure. inside of that, like the festivals uh, in the Old Testament, how they were they were called to you know give the field a Sabbath year yeah. rest every seventh year they were supposed to stop you know um, the crops being don't plant anything you know <laughs> I was reading it. Uh, on Saturday night, just in preparation, in case somebody like drilled me like with a question, because <laughs> I was expecting it to happen, uh, but it, it didn't. Um, but like they're supposed to give them, and then every fiftieth year was the year of jubilee that you forgave debts, you did all these different things like that. And then when Jesus comes on the scene, he declares it the the year of the Lord's favor or the year of the jubilee that His presence, mm. the year that He would die, would win. You know, he would set the captives free. Yep. Debts would be forgiven. You know, sin debts. Like, they didn't even expect that to be the case, but that's what he was talking about. And then he lays in the tomb on the Sabbath. So, like, God rested. And, and so there's just, like, so many things that are happening. Like, he's taken off the cross right before sun, sunset on the Sabbath and then laid in the tomb. Mm. And so there's just so many nuances there. And then he rises again on yeah. the morning after the Sabbath. So, um, yeah, there's so many things there. Yeah, so what's what's uh, interesting and fascinating is most people chase after the physical rest, right? Mm-hmm. Most people, I believe, are going to walk away from yeah. their message saying, I need to rest physically. And here's what's crazy. Physical rest is important, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like there's a ton of scientific research and, you know, any doctor will tell you, you need physical rest, yeah. right? You go too fast, eventually you're going you're gonna to get physical rest. Your body yeah, will tell you. For sure. But what's interesting, I love what you said um, right at, towards the end of your message. You said, hey, some of you, you don't even believe in God and you're like, hey, I can do this. And guess what? You're going to have a lot more energy, yeah. right? And so, you know, all the mom and dads are like, yes, that is what I need. <laughs> That's what I need, yeah. But there's a limitation to physical yeah. rest. And I love what Jesus says. He says, come to me. And he describes the people. Mm-hmm. He says, you who are heavy burdened, right? Yeah, and you weary. Yeah. Weary, yeah. carrying the weight of the world. Physical rest can't handle some burdens, mm-hmm. right? It can't yeah. conquer them, right? Energy will not get you through depression, loneliness, or whatever burden you're carrying, the loss of someone. So I think we need to focus on the emphasis of spiritual rest. How does someone do that? And what does that look like practically? Yeah. And this is a principle like that the Old Testament Sabbath was trying to teach the people of God, Mm. right? It was trying to teach dependence on God. You know, our number one, you know, one of our top staff values is dependence on God. And so it's, that's what the Old Testament principle is, don't work, depend on me, Mm. like depend on me to provide for you, depend on me to to provide everything you need and lead you where you need to go. That's what the principle of the Old Testament Sabbath is. And the way they did that was don't work at all. Because if they're an agrarian hunter-gatherer culture, it's like, what? What? (laughs) It's like the only way we do provide for ourselves is we get out there, we bust our rump, we cut firewood, we, you know, find food, all these things like that. 
And so, and we bring that over in the New Testament, and then where Jesus says, come to me, depend on me for rest. Mm. That's the only way you're going to find it. It's the same principle, but the weight is such heavier. And so the the need for physical rest or finding that is I think if you follow those four things that I said of rest as uh, imitation, Mm -hmm. if you just slow down in your life to give your brain and your heart and your soul space to actually ask yourself the question of like, okay, what has my heart? Uh, Because I I don't think most of us have a calendar problem. We have a heart problem um, Mm -hmm. in the sense of you having a a full calendar is is a good thing. The fact that sure. you have people in your life, that you have things to do, that's a good thing. Like, and you know, yes, you have time to shave off things to implement spiritual habits. Like, and most of those things are leisure activities. We're distracting ourselves to death of TV, Netflix, uh, social media, you know, apps. Like, we are we are distracting ourselves, and you need to shave some of that off. But Apple has done us this beautiful thing of give your spouse or your friend your screen time password and just put limits on yourself because yep. you realize that you should not run wild yep. on your phone, and it'll shut you down. Like. Have set one hour on social media every day, and guess what happens? You're done. You're done. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> you know, and so um, it's so easy. Like or for or shopping apps, whatever you need to be, just be done. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I got to figure out something else to do. And you realize that your heart is chasing after something else. And the question is, is where is it running to? Mm. Um, and it's training ourselves. You know, you opened us in this series with that verse from Timothy, for Paul's letters, is train yourself in godliness. Mm. Take It takes work. It takes effort of you carving out this path of this habit over and over again because your heart is easily going to wander. Mm. Uh, I've, I've heard um, a pastor in New York City talk about being distracted during prayer. I think I've used this before on this podcast, but it's fine. You probably forgot. But um, if you get distracted All nine, these new listeners 99 too, they... times when you're trying to pray, it's 100 opportunities to come back to Jesus. Mm. And so it's like every time we get distracted, Jesus isn't like, nope, you've come to me enough. <laughs> Yeah, went and you want no. He doesn't say that. He he continually says, "Come." He he continually says, "Come to me." So if you rest as imitation, rest as reflection. So you reflect on, okay, how am I actually? Where's my heart going every time? And then rest as a reminder. Remind yourself like how far God's brought you. Um, Rest as a reminder of like that He's doing the work. Mm. I heard one one person say that I don't do any other spiritual disciplines on the Sabbath as a principle of just reminding myself that. I can work hard six days a week to produce change in me, but if God's not working, it's not going to happen. So true. Um, and so, like, uh, you may want to practice that. You may not. <laughs> like, yeah. whatever you think inside of that. <laughs> like, uh, I would not recommend fasting on the Sabbath, you know, because, you know, oh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and then the fourth one would be rest as reflection, um, just reflecting on the fact that I'm not God. Mm. You know, I, I'm not God. I'm not holding my life together. He is, even though, you know, I may be, making great money, living a great house, you know, providing great for my kids. But ultimately, God's the one holding all things together. If you do those four things, those four things will, will do both of those rest things. Mm. They will do spiritual and physical rest because you will slow down in your life. And if you really spend time with your calendar and what really brings you joy, and because that's what my wife and I did. We, were, we, just, we started at the place of not like, what do we not want to do? We start at the place of what do we want to do? Like, what's right. the ideal day off for us? Okay, it's a day without phones. Okay, we want to spend time with our boys. We want to spend time with each other, out in nature if possible, cooking together, uh, enjoying good food, enjoying good friends. Like, okay, we have a list of things we want to do. 
the other things just naturally get bumped off the list of like, okay, we're not going to focus on household chores yep. on this day. Yep. Um, you know, now if we have to do one and I do it, that's my own fault. <laughs> it's not being legalistic, but yeah. And so that's where we started. Like what actually brings us real soul filling joy and both those things of coming to Jesus spiritually and resting physically mm. end up happening. And I think what's cool is there's like this interwoven thing between every habit that we've talked about is dependence. Yeah. Right. And I think that's why we struggle so much with prayer, with community, with, you know, God's word, with rest, right? Mm. We all probably struggle a little bit differently with one of those, you know, four or five things that we've talked about, but they all interwoven are really us depending on God. Right, mm-hmm. there are habits that say, "God, I'm not you, yeah. and I can't do what you can, and I need you to help me change." And so, I, I think rest is is maybe the one that brings that out as much because I think the reason why a lot of people don't rest is because they like to control things. Right mm-hmm. in that statement, you know, the reminder, "You're not God," was like, it's almost like a duh, but then it's like, crap, I do actually act like I am God, right? I want to be in control. I want to dictate my schedule. I couldn't imagine for, you know, living in the Old Testament, right? For one year being like, okay, I won't do my job. Yeah. And I'm just going to hope you, you provide crops and you provide food. Like what? Uh Like, I mean, that's, that's a a lot of time woodworking that year. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I mean, wow, that'd be a lot of binging Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think the dependence piece there is huge. Yeah. And I think we often miss it or gloss over it. Yeah. In that, in that, in that verse, you know, I think it's in Leviticus 23 or something like that. I don't quote me on that, but uh, it literally says, just eat whatever the field produces. It's like, wait, what? But I didn't plant anything. Dandelions make (laughs) a great stew. Whatever happens, that's what you're going to eat. And it's like, Wow, like talk about that level, yeah. you know, of of dependence and um, inside of that. But th- that's just it, just mind boggles us. Um, you know, when when as you were talking, I, I think of one practical thing that I try to do on our day off because I'm such a type A. You know, just like I know what my day is going to look like. I you know review it in the last twenty minutes of my day previous. You know, so like you know yesterday. I looked at 445. I'm like, okay, what's tomorrow? Behold, mm-hmm. look at my calendar, make sure I'm good to go, pack my backpack up, I'm ready to go. Uh, one thing I do on the day of, day of stopping is like, I try not to look at the clock, you know, because I'm like, okay, I'm not in control of today. I'm just enjoying yep. the day. Mm. Um, you know, you may, there may be fans or haters of the Enneagram out there, but um, one thing about my personality type is I'm at peace when I can just be. Mm. And so it's like, that's my comfort level yeah. is like when I'm able to just be, I actually gravitate towards my wife's healthy number and she, and she knows that. So like when I'm home and I'm stressed, I'm doing chores. Yeah. Like, and so like, that's what my natural thing is, is like, you constantly find me, I walk in the living room and start folding blankets. Like, it's like, that's legitimately, I just need to do something because, and that's when I'm just so tightly wound that I can't not. You know, yeah. and so for me, this was me preaching a message at myself more than anybody else because, you know, club. and so, you know, I live probably on a six of just like, all right, let's go the next thing, next thing. And it's me forcing myself of, you know, taking a breath, slowing down, trusting in God that he's going to produce things in me, in others, um, you know, and in the world. So, yeah, I feel yeah. like our culture is addicted 
to something. Yeah. You know, and like, again, you know, like you think of addictions, you think of like alcohol, drugs, you yeah. know, pornography, whatever, but our culture is addicted to something, right? Yeah. Just being like, it, it's weird. We all long, like everybody longs for that. Like, oh, I would just love to, you know, be so rich that I could just sleep in and just be. I don't think people could do that. I mean, why do most people that win the lottery, you know, commit suicide? Right. You know, the suicide rate of winning the lottery of like getting that pipe dream that they, they realized that their soul couldn't handle that weight yeah. of of not having purpose to, that purpose to too. do something which led them to no purpose, which yeah. they thought, oh, this will answer all of my issues. Uh, and it and it didn't. Yeah. Mm. For sure. All right. What's the best piece of advice for someone who's who really needs to say I need this habit in my life. What would you tell them? Yeah, we're talking about the habit of slowing down or the habit of like practicing a day of all, day of Sabbath, a day of rest. I think you could do both. Yeah. So I'll the the just where you're is the first thing is know where you're at. Figure out where you're at on the stress scale of like your own personality. Okay, pause. Uh, you gave us a test. Yeah. Right. That right. probably caused some conflict in some relationships. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife was telling me what my score was, and I was like, that's not my that's score. That's not mine. <laughs> hey, you, take, you listen to the sermon for you, honey. <laughs> so that was our conversation. Yeah. What were you on that test, by the way? Uh, I mean, my wife and I both scored me probably at most times a six, but at a good day, probably like a four or three, oh, okay. somewhere in there. So, like, yeah, I'm like constant. Okay, Go. I said I was at three. My wife laughed at me, so <laughs> I, I'm somewhere between three and six, I guess. Okay, continue. So, yeah, because yeah, for me, you know, like even that first one, treating everything like a race, it takes a lot of self discipline just to get in behind somebody in a lane and just say, "I'm just gonna drive in this lane." Because even if we're driving the same speed limit, I'm like popping out beh- beside them, like switching lanes, like. Passing well, on today's like, weather too. You that? just don't want all that nasty slush thrown on <laughs> yeah, your car, right? Like you got to put practical. the windshield wipers yeah. on, and then your your <laughs> mist. What's that? Windshield wiper fluids frozen because yeah, it's so it's cold, like, and you're like, yeah. and then your windshield wipers. Or you just forgot to clear the snow year. off of yet the spot in your windshield, and so it's like just like blow, <laughs> turns the snow blue. It's like, dang it. <laughs> so, all right. So back to practical. Yeah, so, practical. Uh, yes. Yeah. So a practical tip is um, just know where you're, you're at inside of this and. One step for slowing down is trying to embrace uh, transitions in this regard, and this has been a this has been a habit ad that I felt like, man, I should have done this sooner. Um, and and I've recommended this on the podcast too. As you're transitioning throughout your day, whatever your day may look like, is just stopping for like one minute, taking a deep breath, and praying a simple prayer. Um, and I've I've just implemented a simple prayer that says, Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. Mm. Um, and so, you know, in between meetings as you're going to the next thing, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're, you're transitioning from, like, breakfast to nap time to play time or whatever the case would be, trying to get the kids in the car to go. I know, like, my wife, I think they're going to the zoo today. Like, and we just simply, like, as we're transitioning from one thing to the next thing, stopping just for a second. You may have 10 seconds. Taking a deep breath and just saying, Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. Mm. And I think that... Just re it calls your heart back to you know Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me. Yeah. Come to me. If you're weary, heavy laden, I will give you mm. rest. That's that's the first thing. Uh and that's on a daily basis. On a day of stopping, start with what gives you joy. D- don't try to be legalistic on yourself of I'm not going to do this, 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 and this, and this. And then you're just gonna be like, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, um, you know, for us, of when friends are like, hey, we should get dinner. 
we always say like, hey, you want to do it either Friday night or Saturday night? Like, which that's probably for most people a good thing yeah. that happens. But that's our day. That's our day of rest. But that's also a day for friends and joy. And like, mm-hmm. so it's like, hey, we're gonna put that on that day. And if you know, if my wife or you know, we want to say like, oh, we want to go do this thing this week, and we're like, oh, this will bring us a lot of joy. Like going to a museum, you know, like the Strong Museum downtown. Like we have a membership for that. It's like, yeah. hey, we'll do that on Friday or Saturday so I can go and, um, you know, we can get have a really good time as a family. We're going to get ice cream. We're going to, you know, get good coffee. Like f- figure out those things or that pleasure stacking. Like all these things would give me joy. If this is my perfect day off every week, figure what out that list is and then start filtering other stuff off the list. But what you're going to find is this is what I found filtering those other things off the list and trying to stack them in another part. Like Friday, um, I've I've stopped saying Friday is a no email day, Mm -hmm. you know, because, okay, for me to be able to take Friday night at six to Saturday night at six, genuinely off of work and email, I got to be able to check my email other times. So, okay, Friday, I'm going to check my email just a few times. I'm going to try to get all my honeydew list of the chores that I do. Like I do the laundry at our house. So like, okay, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. that's right. Ladies, yeah. did you hear that? Yeah, that whoa. Dude, I do the laundry. So it's mainly because my uh, wife doesn't. Producer's going to need to de- <laughs> delete that off of the thing. Holy smokes. Yeah. So that's like, that's the big thing that I do at our house. It's mainly, hold on there's like multiple, oh, <laughs> there's you're multiple watching, reasons. I'm bowing down that's to right. Daniel right now. Rena's like, it's just because he's a control freak and I don't <laughs> fold right. So it's like, you yeah. can't rest if someone like, else does the so laundry. Like, you didn't fold this down correctly. Yeah, that's me. I'm high strung. So, uh, yeah. So like, I've I got tried- a question in the middle of this. Okay. okay. Cause uh, I, I think I want to play, put a little tension out there. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming for you and your wife, a lot of the things that you enjoy are the same. Yeah, for sure. What if someone's like, okay, but the problem is, Daniel, mm. my wife and I make a list of things that bring us joy, <laughs> and none of them have the same thing. So how do you handle that? Is that yeah. we just spend days separately? Like, mm, oh, we're that's good. You know, so what would you say to a couple or you know a boyfriend and girlfriend or whoever? It's yeah. like, Ugh, my family just loves all different types of things. So I, I want to poke, but I don't mean this like derogatory in the sense of try to figure out what are the things that bring you real soul filling joy that, cause I, I had a conversation with somebody like, Oh, like I really bring, get a lot of joy out of shopping or watching Netflix. Like, what would you say to that? I had a conversation with somebody in the lobby about that. And I was like, okay, well I would try to really wrestle down for yourself. Is this soul filling joy? And you could ask yourself a sub question of, am I more grateful to God after doing this thing? Mm. And this is not me trying to be legalistic. It's just really trying to poke because I think most of our culture would say, I love shopping or I Mm. love watching Netflix. It's just, I'm so relaxed. Okay, but after after you're done with that Netflix series and you're exhausted because it's 2 a.m. and you're like, man, my soul's just full and I'm grateful for God. Like, it's like, no, you're probably not saying that. In the yeah, same way, like when you're most walk- of the Netflix shows people yeah. are watching are not making them grateful to God. Yeah. And so that's one aspect. You know, other aspect is like when you're walking out of, you know, the mall, like with bags full of, you know, stuff and you're like, oh, I'm so grateful to God. Like I'm full. But it's like, why are you back the next week for more? It's like, because it didn't fill you in that regard. So try to wrestle that list down to what actually brings me soul-filling joy. And for some of you, if it, you know, one person may be like, ah, oh, I love, I want to go golfing. And mm-hmm. the other one says, I hate golfing, but I like being outside. Okay, try to find some common ground inside of that. Maybe it's like you, the one person like golfing gets up early in the morning, goes and plays nine holes, is yep. back in two hours. and then, Or yeah. I learned to find joy in... 
the things like one of the th- greatest things that gives me joy is just watching my kids feel joy. Yeah, right. For like sure. I don't even have to experience the fun, like excite, <laughs> like riding the teacups. No, yeah. I'm not full of joy. <laughs> I'm full of vomit, actually. Yeah. But watching my kids smile and, you know, my wife, I love to play golf. I love being outside. Yeah. I love, I don't get to play as much, but my yeah. wife will find joy driving the cart like a crazy woman. Yeah. And she'll find joy knowing I have joy. Yeah. And so I think there's also a... My, my wife enjoys playing golf, too. I I, I go play golf and <laughs> play the sports. You do the laundry while she plays <laughs> yeah, golf. for real. She's like wow. an amazing golf. I have to take holes off because, like, my patience and my perfectionism is like... <laughs> I'm like Tiger Woods throwing my club into the, into the force. So we do not golf on this app. <laughs> yeah, but I think in a family like that, I think it's, it's give and take. So, like, hey, this week is going to be Daddy's week, and we're going to all find joy in being with him and hanging out and yeah. next week you know it's mommy or the kids or whatever i don't think it all you have to have the exact same hobbies to find for sure soul filling joy yeah you don't yeah so just make sure you guys are doing things that bring joy to your family right mm-hmm. and i think that can be any honestly i think it can be a lot of different yeah things. It, it, yeah that's and that's why like the the place i started at in this message inside of the application was like with a list i'm like wait a second I don't need to give people a list. I just need to give them a good question to ask mm-hmm. themselves because they can make their own list. I'll give them my list of pleasure stacking and, and what brings you know real soulful and joy to me, and then they can go from there because uh, some people, like, they could be really calm. Like, I'm thinking of the, you know, single college-age student who likes to draw. Like, okay, for them, it may be just, like, take a blanket out in nature and just – relax and draw, draw and just be grateful to God. Like I'm not a great artist. And so for me, that would be like, what am I going to do with this piece of paper? <laughs> like I'll make a See, paper I, have the opposite. Like, I think I am a good artist. And so go. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to paint the Mona Lisa. And then, <laughs> and then I look at it and I'm like, good more, night. More like a Picasso. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so one, one thing that I had attention in, in writing this message, and even I was thinking about all the other habits we've talked about thus far is Okay. What about the person who really desires to this but is like a stay-at-home parent, mom? It's like, okay, finding time to do whatever it may be. Um, how do you, What advice would we give them as a whole like to find rest? Uh, and I, I feel like I've d- given a few pit pieces of advice, but even like thinking about Bible reading or whatever the case would be, like I know your wife and my wife both are stay-at-home um, moms in that, in that regard. And I've talked to, I was talking to her about this question as well. Uh, but what would you say in yeah. that regard? Like how do they, how do, okay. How do we find time to do whatever? My wife, uh, she gets up earlier than the kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when you have young kids, that's kind of the sacrifice you make mm-hmm. of, and she'll, what's weird is my wife finds a lot of joy and she, she sits in our master bathroom. She has a space heater just blowing you know, ferociously on her, yeah, a blanket over her. And I'm like, how do you find joy? I can barely breathe in the humidity of this room. And she's just reading God's word. And, mm. you know, for her, that's where, you know, again, for not just for her, but for all of us, that's where our joy comes from. Yeah. And that's, I think you can find joy in anything if you start at that place. Mm. And so, you know, for the single parent, that's like, I have no leeway in my schedule you you can wake up a little bit earlier. And I get it, you're exhausted. I don't get it, actually, but I understand the feeling of exhaustion. Yeah. And um, I actually believe 30 minutes less of sleep with the Lord, experiencing His joy, you'll mm. feel more energized than you would for that extra 30 yeah. minutes. Um, 
but it's hard, right? Like days are hard, but I think the priority of soul filling rest of finding joy. And so if you can build a habit in your life of finding joy in Christ and finding a day of the week to find joy with your family, Mm. I think that will produce something in you that will give you more than you need. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because if we sit down, I think the 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 tough part is is like we all experience that feeling of overwhelmingness. Mm-hmm. But if we genuinely sat down with our calendars and sat down with like how we spend our time, we would find out that man, we're really spending it in ways we didn't realize. There's Dist- a lot of space distracting ourselves, yeah. you know, and that's why like. You know, for for me, it was slowly replacing a lot of the things that I would waste my time on with like reading or just time with family and things like that. And it was just slow and it started one day and then it kind of Mm -hmm. bubbles over into every day, uh, which is has been like after practicing this for a couple of years has been like the cool part of like, wow, I I can you know, set a reading goal or if it's a listening goal, like I do have time to listen to that podcast or I do have time to Mm -hmm. do whatever and like learn more, grow more um, in a lot of these ways. But doing a time catalog is kind of where it all started. But the feeling that we have is is real because that is how we're experiencing our time and using our time currently. But if you don't control it, it will just control you control you in that that's why that proverb 426 is like been so pivotal for me like consider the path of your feet like think about how are you living your life Mm. and if you don't like it change it change it that's what the series is all about right for sure habits that produce change so we hope through these you know four or five habits that you've been trying and working through that it's slowly beginning to change you and so we'll continue next week i won't tell you what we're talking about but Mm. we'll continue to talk about it we got two weeks left that's right two (laughs) weeks left and so uh we're excited for this weekend daniel crushed it dude thanks Thanks. for uh, your message and challenging us so we'll see you next week on a little better